a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the very first episodes of this series, I'm going to recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people out there. And of course, you have heard me with the coaching that I do on Coaching with Kimmy podcast episodes, but I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after I coach with them. And it is so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them and whether that is on one episode of one podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too, even with the most strange circumstances. Like we've all been in this pandemic and love, yes, has happened. And it starts with a call. And today I am bringing a really special woman on and it's somebody that I've known for a while. Her her journey actually started with me six years ago in 2016, depending on when you're listening to this. And I got chills when I was reviewing back on our first call and she was introduced by another friend who I helped previously. And she decided to invest in coaching with me because at that time, she found herself being really challenged managing her busy work life and dating effectively. It just wasn't working. And she had this history of attracting unavailable men for the relationships she did have and admitted that she wasn't good at the flirt thing. So dating was not only painful, but it felt like a waste of time. She just wanted to have like a good relationship, but she didn't know how to get there. And she also recognized that she was a bit closed off and guarded with her feelings and her body language. So there was this closed off energy that was happening as we, you know, unraveled things and as we were working together. And then we started working together a bit and we uncovered even deeper issues that were beyond the flirting. And she, in fact, came on my podcast in 2017 to share that she realized the core issues had a lot to do with just being vulnerable, right? Both in a romantic relationship and in general with people and communicating her needs and expressing, you know, her concerns and deepening connections and really balancing that caretaker in her, but still remaining sexy all at the same time. So after doing a ton of work, and that included flirt coaching, of course, shopping and deeper coaching we did together. We, you know, She just started dating up a storm. I think I created a monster, in fact, and I'm, <laughs> I have a lot of stories I want to infuse in this conversation because I just love how she just kind of came into her own. In fact, she became like the wing woman for her friends back at home and became the life of a party and found the charisma and sexy style that I really encouraged in her. And she started to learn how 
how to date without getting attached, find her voice and feel good in her body. Her openness, flirtation, and new sense of self helped her not only learn how to date, but to be more open and attract amazing people in her life. Welcome, Chandra. Hello, Kim. It is so nice to talk to you. I mean, seriously, every time. And what I I love about our connection is that you really have stayed in touch all these years. So like for me, even beyond the coaching, I've just heard your growth. and, And I love that, you know, you still today are like using some of the tools you used back then. But anyway, I'm just, I'm so happy you're here to tell your story, to inspire others. I know, you know, I have to say, I was listening to you kind of recall back Mm -hmm. when we first met and it was good for me to hear that because it reminded me of how much I've grown. I was like, oh, right, right. Yes. I mean, it's so easy to forget. And that's why I love um, the podcast episodes because they're, they're almost like time capsules, you know, for, for people and their lives. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it is also just to empower you and validate you and, and just the work that you did because you, that, that was you that I described, but I want to hear more from, from your description. Like, do you remember back then what life was like? I do remember. And you know, it's funny because, uh, I think it started because it's like, Oh, I'm busy with my career and how do I make the time? And that was kind of the starting point, but it really was kind of some other things. And it really was about like learning to put myself first and really learning how to be more more vulnerable. Um, Like that was what the true journey was. Um, And I don't know if I would have figured that out if I hadn't worked with you. Uh, Because I just, I remember I was referred by a friend And she had just said, you know, I'm doing this work. It's like actually helping me a ton. And, you know, is it something if you're interested in? At that point, I think I had just broken up with somebody. And I had this moment of going, I don't understand why this is so hard. Mm. Um, I was like, you know, I'm like, I kind of like, I kind of have it together. I'm pulled together. I look nice. You know, you have these moments where you're like, like, how did it end up that I'm the one that can't figure this out? And I just said, sure, you know what? It can't hurt. And I really, I liked how you approach things. And also very honestly, like I liked how you made things very actionable. Like you presented Mm -hmm. it that way. And, you know, even the concept of, you know, you call it homework. And, you know, that was important to me because I'm like, if I'm going to do this and invest this time and, you know, make a financial commitment and a personal commitment, I was like, I, I want to feel that there's a way that I know that I'm making progress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was always good at doing my homework as a kid. So I kind of was like, hey, homework, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> I speak your language. I know. Well, and and that's what... I, I I appreciated what you just said about, you know, I can figure out everything else in my life. Why is this so hard? And I think that's such a common statement from high achievers and people who are successful. And I remember you being that woman where I think on the surface, you just thought you were too busy. 
Like, I think that was the symptom, right? Like, so I would, I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Like, do you remember feeling that way and, and like what the conversation in your head was like? And yeah, I just remember thinking like, oh, maybe I'm not making the right amount of time or Mm -hmm. what this is, or this is just, this is just the way my life is. Like, if you're going to like either have these personal responsibilities or professional responsibilities, dating is always going to be hard. Like, it's just like, and you know, I was over 40. I was like, maybe it's just my ship has sailed. It's, you know, it's done and it's too hard now, but you know, here's the thing I'm older now and you know, I'm still just (laughs) as, as busy and have a demanding career, but it's not stressful anymore. And it feels, I don't want to say it feels easy because, you know, taking the time out to try and make connections with people is always an investment, but it's like, I enjoy it. And it doesn't feel like, Oh, one more thing that I have to do that I have to figure this out. Yeah. Well, and I, and because I think a lot of people can relate to just you and, you know, balancing that out, like how did that all play out? Like your busyness and having, just like really a horrible time dating. Like you didn't like it, that kind of thing. How did that affect your dating? Like what was happening back then? Yeah. You know what? I think I took everything too seriously. I just Mm -hmm. was like, I wasn't dating just to date. I just was like, Oh, dating to see if I could get in a relationship, which, (laughs) right. Which, okay. Ultimately maybe that's what you're looking for, but it was like, once I t- learned how to take that pressure off, and I remember you were the one who was like, sometimes it doesn't matter. Like, you're just having an enjoyable conversation with somebody. Um, that was very liberating. And it was, it actually started to become fun. You know, I was like, oh, yes. like, I, like, I do enjoy connecting with people. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, you had so many, like, kind of, I think kind of very wise and thoughtful things to, to share. And, you know, what I loved is, you know, I have a number of friends, like in my friend circle that we've all worked with you and you've given us kind of different tips and tricks based Mm -hmm. on what we specifically need. And that was really powerful for me Mm -hmm. Um, because it was like, Oh yeah, no, that's what I need. And you know, you just reminded me that like, and you knew how to tailor, you know, the language for me. You reminded me that data, that dating is really just collecting data on whether or not you <laughs> want to yeah. learn more. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can relate to that. Um, you're gathering information to make a business decision. And it's not a business decision, but I was like, oh, wait, no, I totally know how to do this. Um, and it just helped me stay open-minded mm-hmm. and then really like determine, like really understand what does good look like? And is somebody like truly available for me? Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it was really helpful. And I remember, I, I remember those moments too. And, you know, and that's so typical of a high achiever like you, because, you know, you are outcome oriented, you know, like you set a goal, you work towards it. And, and that's how you were doing the dating thing. Like you were dating as if you were in the PhD program. And I I remember pulling you back to kindergarten saying, Chandra, let's just play. (laughs) You you don't have to shop for your boyfriend. You can actually enjoy the process. And I think, 
I, I, I think that in itself just like was a theme with you of this, like letting go. I remember that being a big thing. And I have the, like the story, by the way, I tell a lot. I think I've even told it on one of my episodes because there there's two stories around you in particular that were so powerful. Do you remember the very first day that we met? When oh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember you showing up. You're like, Kim, just like, help me meet men, right? And, and I remember you saying to me, you know, I don't need help with my style. I have a pretty good wardrobe, you know, and you do have good taste. Like yeah. you had expensive pieces. I remember that. But I remember you showed up in this big shawl, like that was wrapped <laughs> around. Do you remember that? It was, it was I black. do remember that. Yeah. And do you and I, it was, yeah. I was, I remember, I remember. So I, I'm one of these people that's always cold. So right. I always think about being bundled up and I had just come, you know, in and it was a little chilly. So yeah, I was really bundled up and I did that a lot. And I just, I remember, you know, we were getting to know each other. We were having lunch and you commented a couple of things. And (laughs) one of them was on this shop and it was the fact that it was like, you got to lose that, you know, like it's, <laughs> you are, it's, yeah. it's wearing you, it's dark, it's like, you're you know, keeping, yeah, and it, you're not approachable, and, and I remember telling you, but I'm cold, and you're right. like, there are other things you can wear to make sure you're warm, like, what about a great leather jacket, and I was like, oh, I didn't, okay, yes, I wasn't even thinking about these outward you know, these little signals mm-hmm. of what's conveying how approachable you are or how like kind of uh, soft you may be in order to like have somebody reach out, start up a conversation. And I, and then I also remember this, maybe, maybe this is your second story, but I'm going to like jump the gun because this has been I love it. life changing for me. Day. Yeah. Uh, you also commented, you're like, I would like you to wear red lipstick. Yes, and this is the red lipstick story. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Please tell it. Yes. Yes. And I remember kind of being like, wow, that seems crazy. Like red lipstick, like that's so bold. Mm-hmm. And I I was like, I was really like, that was, I was like, okay. And you're, you pointed out that like you could wear it with your coloring. It's going to brighten you up and I, you need to do that. And so I thought about it and I remember we're leaving the restaurant. I go to use the restroom and I'm looking in the mirror and I just, all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, she's bright with this. Like, it was like one of those sweater wrap things that were really popular for a while. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I cannot be wearing this. So I took it off. I put it in my bag. And I did have a lipstick in my purse. Uh, and it was kind of red. It wasn't that red. But I was like, put the lipstick on. At least you have this. And I came out. And then I think you were like, what did you just do? And then you're like, did you throw away your sweater? I'm like, oh, I didn't throw it away. <laughs> I like, put it in my bag. But you made the point and commented. You're like, you're already like dramatically different and just like, mm-hmm how bright and approachable you seem. And 
it was it was funny. I'd never thought about that before. And your homework to me, one of the first pieces of homework, buy a real red lipstick. Mm-hmm. And I, I did that and I started wearing it. And I started wearing it all the time. I was traveling a lot for work. And then kind of the next thing I knew, I'm like, men were like chatting with me on the plane. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, was like oh, the, red, the, the, the magic red bullet. I remember I was talking about that. Yes. Yeah. What I will say, I still wear a lot of red lipstick and Yay. I I wore it throughout most of the pandemic. I'm always in calls for work and I always have people say, Oh god, I love your red lipstick. Um, every time and you know, of course there were the days where you're like, Oh my gosh, this is hard and maybe I wasn't quite as full together as you know, I would always like to be. But you know, I put the red lipstick on and everyone's like People would just comment, they're like, oh, you look great. And yeah, I always, now I have All like started. different shades of yes. red lipstick. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was, it was a good story. I'm so happy that you remembered that story because literally, like I tell it all the time is when you do one thing, how it can catapult you into um, other things that change the way that you're perceived, your openness. And I think that red lipstick was a vehicle which just kind of opened you up to a lot of things. And um, I I think from there, that was the moment too that we decided that we were going to go shopping. Like that was kind of like step two. And I think I created this like beautiful sex monster over there with the, oh my God, the clothes that you got were so awesome. And I remember like people being jealous of your clothes, (laughs) right? Yeah. I actually remember then maybe a few months after that. And then I was just having a lunch with like an old boss and, you know, um, she just was like, you seem shiny. Like she used those words and it just, I mean, to me, that's like the powerful thing. Like it was, there were like really two parts of what we worked on. And this first part was like this external part. And I always think about it of, you know, be noticed, don't hide. Like you're pretty great. Like, why are you holding back? And just these little things. And it was pretty dramatic. And, you know, now when I think about it, you know, I'll say I still get things where I like, will have somebody comment, you know, like the person working in the neighborhood coffee shop and just say like, I love your energy. And Hmm. it could be on a day where I've just like, I've been running errands. It's not like, oh, I just came off this high, but like, I hear that a lot now. And it's how I connect with people and just, it, it is, it is in my personal relationships. It is, it is in work. It is in all sorts of things. So like that first part of like, just allow yourself to be noticed mm-hmm. and to shine through like that was pretty amazing. But I think, you know, we didn't stop there. And that was <laughs> where I think some of the really, really powerful stuff happened is you know and and I tell people this Kim is you know they ask me they're like oh what do you think should I do that I I tell them honestly I say you know what it can be incredible 
but you have to be willing to look in the mirror and to think about what's going on in your life and maybe why, you know, ask yourself the hard questions and to do the work because, you know, that's what's really needed. And for me, you really pointed out, and I remember this, like you told me this very early on that you said, you know, you always have it together. Like, so if a guy, you know, he may be a good guy, if he actually really um, wants to like spend time with somebody who's like fun and attractive, but doesn't have a lot to give, isn't it easy to like be with the woman who never needs anything? And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> like that was this big breakthrough. And, you know, and I realized I'm like, you know, maybe I'm not really sharing enough early on. I'm not being personal enough. And like, that was the harder work, like sharing feelings, like talking about that, like being really honest about, you know, how I'm doing. Um, you know, this is, that, that was the longer journey, but mm-hmm. that was the right journey. And, you know, this isn't, this isn't a romantic story, but this is a story that has felt, you know, very powerful for me, you know, a, a good friend from college days, you know, we've known each other now for so many years. And, you know, I remember feeling like, you know, we just don't connect that much anymore. And it's not as fun as it used to be. And it's, I just used to attribute it to like, you know what, she's married and has kids. We live different lives. We don't really understand each other that much anymore. Um, and we had been talking about like, it's okay to tell people how you're really doing. And uh, I met her for lunch and she's like, how are you? We get there. And the first time I'm like, I'm okay. I'm doing pretty good. And then 30 seconds passed. And I was like, no, I'm actually, and I'm thinking, actually, no, I have some pretty stressful Mm. stuff going on. And then I just told her, I said, you know, actually, I take that back. Mm. I'm kind of stressed out. I'm not feeling so good. Um, And she's like, oh my gosh, tell me more. Like, please tell me more. Oh. And I told her, and you know, here was the thing, is that this person who I had felt that, oh, we've kind of lost our connection. We're really not that good friends. She really stepped up. She was like, hey, you know, knew I was going through like a hard time with a bunch of stuff. And, you know, she was checking in. She was like, hey, can I help you with anything? You know, do you want to? go and meet for a drink or go on a hike or in ways that she knew she could just listen and be supportive. And, you know, I've told her this, I said, you know, that really was what I needed. Mm -hmm. And I realized she wouldn't have known to do that if I hadn't been vulnerable to tell her I wasn't okay. Yes. That's a great story. And it it so exemplifies exactly kind of the um, fallout of what happened as you were working on, you know, expressing yourself, because that was the thing that I remember being an enigma to you. It's like, why can't my connections be deeper, you know, yeah. like, and, and romantically and in other situations. And 
like that journey you took and, and you had also so many stories with your family as well. Like, I mean, it was a trickle down effect into different areas was, of your life, right? Yeah, it was everything. It was, you know, oh, I work really hard and, you know, I, you know, maybe feel like I don't have enough support or it's never enough. And, and I think some of that, you know, you talk about it a lot. There are certain people like I'm wired to be a caretaker, like I am. I still am. I still mm-hmm. want to make sure people are okay. Um, but I've learned to do it in a healthy way and in a way that, uh, you know, I'm still taking care of me. And that's what comes first. And, you know, I'll tell you, even with my family, I've always known, like, I actually do have a great family. They deeply love me. They want mm-hmm. me to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everybody was always asking for a lot. And I think I finally just really was being clear and just kind of saying, I can't do that. Or do you know that I actually have these big work deadlines or, you know, or or whatever it is, or like, oh, I'm trying to like have out some time for myself or to go on a trip that I'm looking forward to and not feeling guilty about it. I used to be like, oh, if I'm doing those things, I'm letting them down. And that wasn't the case. And, you know, it's kind of amazing. Like, how many times like like they're actually okay like okay, <laughs> I don't need you to do that they're like yeah. no yeah go do that and I mean is you know you reach a certain point in life you have aging parents like I have that situation we're really focused on like how do we support them and you know actually my siblings were like you know hey you're the one that lives far away you've been doing a lot we've got this we're here Mm-hmm. we, you know, we know you're going to do stuff. Like, we've got this. Like, go take care of yourself. Like, hey, you've got, like, some important things coming up. Focus on that. And I was like, they're telling me it's okay. They're giving me permission to do it. And, again, they wouldn't have known that I needed to hear those things if I hadn't actually been telling them that, like, hey, you know what? I do have all these other things going on. This is what easy, it's not easy to do everything for everybody all the time. It's actually, and it's not healthy to do it either. Absolutely. And it's, it, you know, a lot of, and maybe you listening can relate to this is just, you know, when you're a caretaker and, or a people pleaser, or you're just so focused on other, other people, it's such a switch to really like show up for yourself and finding your voice and how you feel and not having guilt around it. But that in fact, when you do, you deepen connections and relationships, you know, like that was like a huge light bulb for you. It was. And I think it's some way, maybe I kind of knew it, Mm -hmm. but like you helped me put it into practice in a very actionable way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's pervasive in my life. It's really funny. Like, I don't feel guilty about saying no at all anymore. I'm like, yeah, say no. Oh my it's gosh, awesome. like, you can't even remember a time when you <laughs> felt that good. I know, right? Yeah, no, and it's good. And I'm like, and the things, I mean, I had always achieved a lot of success in my life, but I'll, I'll say, I always felt like a grind. Like, I'm like, oh, it's because I'm working this hard and I have to do all these things. And that's shifted. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, Yes, this journey started with us talking about dating and relationships and what that looked like. It actually trickled through every part of my life. Mm. Um, I still work plenty hard now, but I'm like, 
I get opportunities put in front of me. I get, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe I want to like take on more responsibility at work and like, well, do they think I'm ready for it? And then they're like, oh yeah, great. Like, we love it. And like, what do you need? And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I just, I'm just saying what I want and what I need. And I'm not worried about it. Uh, and it's, it's incredible to me. And, and what a huge success story, you know, as, as that's what I love about you coming on so much is that, you know, success looks different for everybody. You know, people are like, oh, well, you know, did you get married or did you find a boyfriend? And the thing that was so fun about your journey is you did get a boyfriend during the journey. You, you did start attracting and it all start. And I remember this story. Do you remember the time where I like made you this like queen wing gal and you were at a bar and this guy was noticing your energy and he came up to you. Do you remember that? Like, I felt that was like the defining moment of what I call the charisma glow that do you want to talk about that? Cause that was like one of many stories that happened to you. Yeah, no, it was really, um, I I, I don't even know where to start on that one. It's kind (laughs) of like, I I loved it. It was this concept of like, just once your energy starts changing and then you're out there and then you're just talking. It doesn't matter. It's not like, oh, does that person look like they're single and would I like them? You're like, no, it could be like the elderly grandmother and you're having a fun chat. And oh, guess what? Her next door neighbor, like she wants to set him up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you taught me that and I just realized, oh my gosh, how fun is this? So when you're going in with the right energy and you're wearing your red lipstick mm-hmm. uh, and you're just not thinking about like, oh, I have to like get to this outcome. Right. It's really transformative. It's really transformative. And yeah. I mean, it's really funny. I had recently, like, you know, friends of friends and, you know, they had moved away. And then we were all like, we met up again. She's like, oh, she's like, I haven't seen you in a long time. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, you always had, like, some guy, like, wanting to buy you drinks when we met up at the bar. (laughs) And and I'm like, oh, how much she remembers about me? Like, I still have these moments where I'm like, really? Okay. it's kind of true you know it is um I feel like it's my choice and it's what I want to do I think what has been very interesting for me you know lately as I'm like kind of getting back out there and dating again like I know what good looks like I know how to do it Mm -hmm. dating doesn't seem stressful you know I'm trying to have fun with it I will say, you know, the challenge these days is everyone's trying to like figure themselves out post the pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's not as easy where you're just like, hey, I'm just like going in and chatting with people. Like there was a long period where you're like, you do not catch that. You do not sit at a bar and chat to people you don't know. Like, mm-hmm. because you just don't know. So it's it's getting some of that muscle back and just remembering it. But I'm still like, it's very like, I can quickly realize, like, I'm like, oh, no, I'm here with somebody and they don't have great energy. And I'm like, you know what? That's not, I don't want to do that. And I'm going to focus on where I'm going to be able to have meaningful interactions and what's good Mm -hmm. for me. And like, you also taught me to do this all in a way that's authentic to me, 
because here's the thing, like, I'm an introvert. Like the pandemic actually made me more of an introvert. I was like, oh yeah, I'm happy reading my book. Oh my God. The pandemic even made extroverts introverts, right? Like, so yeah. 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 So like knowing what it is to like manage my energy and to actually say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that, you know, this interaction is what I want it to be. Like this social outing instead of just like blindly going through it. And I remember you using this term with me, like you don't have to be the energizer bunny. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Slow it down. And, um, you know, it like that's been kind of incredible. And, you know, it's funny. I have these moments now and, you know, I've gone on a handful of dates with somebody and he was really like, oh my gosh, like I really like you, all these things. And I was I'm like, really? I'm like, you know, I was like, he's very nice. He's a lovely person, but I, I didn't feel a real emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And I just I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not there. And, you know, that was, I was like, well, you know, yeah, because I, you know, you do have to like nurture all of these things. But I knew like I could understand it. And I wasn't just blindly trying to go along or trying to figure it out. Like, understand like what was happening mm-hmm. um, I was like no no this is what I need and what I'm looking for and I could articulate that yeah well and right and there's so many um twists and turns that you know kind of went on with your growth as you went down your yellow brick road and yeah. what's so cool about what you're saying and you and I talked about this is that you know, you kept collecting tools in your little basket as you were skipping along and that they're still there. Like you, you know, that you can draw upon them, even of the things that you learned six years ago. And it just, you know, speaks to the work that you did and also the sticking power it has to create new habits that when you put some strategies into place, it will break some of those old patterns. And I think- That was so powerful because I remember, I mean, you have a therapist and you've been working and most people have the traditional therapy. And I would just love, you know, as we kind of part, just to share a little bit about like people may be listening to this and like, well, I've tried therapy, I've done this. And maybe they're kind of hesitant. Like what was different for you that really worked that like would help people, you know, like see this as something that would be helpful for them? Yeah, and I I think that is such a great question, Kim, because um, like therapy is like I've done it on and off over the years, and it helped me figure some things out, helped me understand some patterns, and I you know grew a lot from it. What was different, and how this was additive, is like I think Kim, you helped me put it into practice. Uh Um, You know, and it's funny, I. And you talked about like the twists and turns in my journey. And I had a lot of stuff going on. I like some pretty mm-hmm. tragic family things that I was dealing with and pretty dramatic career things. And yeah. you know, it was a lot, like a lot. I mean, it was so for me, it has been a journey um, in the tools and how you help me make it actionable. It, like it, it broke, it broke old patterns and created new ones. And I had shared with my therapist, like, you know, I'm starting this thing recommended to me, like, and she's like, no, this is good. And she actually told me, she's like, working with the Kim is probably the best thing I could have ever had you do. She's like, I wish it was my idea. 
Um, <laughs> but, and, and her point, though, was that she's like, I see you here in, you know, whatever it is with whatever frequency. And it's like for 15 minutes. But she's like, I yeah, think we're going to Yeah. And she's like, it's a different place and a different, like, you're just talking about a whole bunch of stuff. She's like, you're working with Kim. It's like, you're actually out there in the real world with her and she's seeing you and you're talking about like, not just how do you think about things differently, but how do you do things differently? Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's what it is. And, you know, it kind of, I, you know, it kind of realized I'm like, you like, you unstuck me in a way. Like, it just, like, to your point, it's like, you're like, I liberated this monster. Like, you kind of did. You know? <laughs> in a good way, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a great way. In a great way. Oh. Yeah. Well, Chandra, it's just so special. And I'm sure I'll have you on another time with the, your next success, you know. And and that's really what I, I hope you listening get from this is that success looks like so many different things, but it's hard to put a value on your happiness, your way of life. And when when that light bulb goes off, that switch that you described, like that's priceless. Like that is, that's everything, you know, whether, whether you end up with someone or not. And that's, what's funny about uh, the journey often is that people will say, find me a man, find me a woman. And in the end they find themselves and, and eventually do find, you know, a person for them, but that the timing is, is always right for people when it's supposed to happen. So I so appreciate you and love you dearly and excited for your new journey ahead. I know it's all really good. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, what you said about like, it's a journey and it's like, it's finding yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that just allows all these other things to fall into place. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much again. And thank you for joining me today. You listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and find love. And if you want to learn how to do that, just hop on a call with me like Chandra did for the very first time and just click the link you see in the show description. And who knows, maybe you will be the next success story on my podcast after your first call. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. 